Welcome back to Stats for the People. My name and your host is Stephen LeBlanc. So tonight we're going to get into Georgia COVID-19 data. Now I have not done a podcast on Georgia. However, I did compile some stats on November 12th. Today is November 19. So I'm going to look at November 12 and November 19 because I did not get to do the podcast like I had planned on that night. So I am doing it today, but I will give you the change in numbers from then, which is interesting, I must say. And I'm going to keep it very simple. We will look at the November 12 numbers first, or we will peruse through them, and we will look at uh, November 19. I never know what I'm going to do. Sometimes I peruse and sometimes I go straight in. All right, so let's look at the important numbers of today in Georgia. When it comes to cases, there was 396,641 cases. There were 4,000, I'm sorry, 4,010,676 tests. There were 8,569 deaths. And in the long-term care facility, there was 2,826 deaths. Now let's go to Georgia on November 12th. That's seven days ago. So seven days ago, there was 389,000, I'm sorry, 382,505 deaths. So when we look at the cases to test, and it was 3,838 3,838,550 tests, 8,418 deaths, 2,769 deaths in long-term care facilities. So of of the cases, the test ratio, November 12th, it was 9.9%. Currently right now, it is at 9.8% or 9.88%, which is not a big dip, but it's a dip down. It's a dip. We, we don't want spikes. We want dips. We knew there'd be spikes in cases. That's is it concerning? Yes. We knew there would be spikes in testing. We would knew, knew there would be more deaths along the way. Again, we look at the long term of this whole thing, um, and we want to see the deaths kind of. It's hard to really get the words out properly, um, but we don't want the deaths to be climbing at a, a a high rate. We want them to eventually plateau and then not exist at all. So with that wonderful explanation I just gave you, uh, we look at the uh, cases of death. So what that means is I look at the deaths to the cases. So that means on November 12, 2.2% of the cases resulted in death. Currently, 2.1%. So as we talk about all these spikes in hospitalization, and those are very important, by the way, but we know these can be treated a lot better than they currently were before. I think some under pressure, and some just know what they're doing. So we look at the total deaths down, 8,418. Well, we went up to 8,569. And I'll tell you what, the biggest jump in that, 
and I should have wrote it, and maybe I should add it as I talk. Uh, what was it, 58, 54, 50, 112, one, what was it, 144, 141. So we had a plus 141 in deaths among senior citizens and a plus 17 under 60. So that's important to know because there's going to be numbers we're going to talk about after that. Now, in the long-term care facilities on November 12, the long-term care deaths were 32.8%. And this was to be expected. We, we wish it wasn't, but we knew this would happen. As of today, November 19, 32.9%. So it did go up. But we know that that's where the, the majority of the deaths are happening. It's just, it, it, yes, it's sad. It's unfortunate. And this is where I always have to tell people so they understand. I am no way saying that those who have passed away are insignificant deaths. However, I am saying that those who have survived are also not insignificant. Those who have lived should be celebrated as well. Zero to nine years old, there's two deaths November 12th. As of today, two deaths. The ages of 10, uh, between the ages of 10 and 17, there are five deaths, and that still remains the same. Between the ages of 18 to 29, there were 62 deaths. That's a plus two from previous, seven days ago. 30 to 39 years old, there's 140 deaths. That's a plus one from seven days ago. 40 to 49 years old, 329 deaths. That's a plus four from seven days ago. 50 to 59, 803 deaths. That's a plus 10 from seven days ago. Now, we get into the senior citizen part, or above 60 part, and that's where the numbers we know are the most significant um, of what we should be focused on. We should be focused on all, yes, but we know that's the majority of the problems of the issues that we have. So, on November 12, there were 7,090 deaths. Today, there are 7,228 deaths. From 16 above. 84.2% on November 12, 84.3% on November 19. I expect to see those numbers so that not it's not a surprise. I would be surprised if under 60 percentages started to rise. Then we have a concern, but we'd have to look deeper into what the problem is. But that has not been the case. It has been the same throughout. And as I've said before, pattern, trend, here we go again. So I want to look at a different aspect of things. And I, I usually don't look at this unless I get really, really in-depth. But I wanted to make it quicker and shorter for those who want to get numbers as quickly as possible on the fly. Above 60. So we want to look at the cases, right? We want to know the how many deaths out of how many cases and what's the percentage and will I live, will I survive? Yes, you will. There's a good chance. So above 60, there was 7,228 deaths, which is a lot, clearly. But how many cases were there? There were 75,290 cases. So that means... 9.6%, as you can hear me lifting my piece of paper because I'm very high-tech here, 
9.6% passed away. Every one of them is a sad situation. But here's the thing. 90.4% of those over 60 did not pass away or have not to this point passed away. That's a good number. That's a good survival rate. Now, we look at 0 to 59 years old, we had 1,341 deaths. Out of 321,351 cases, that means 0.004% passed away and 99.5% have not. So these are good numbers. I know you're saying anyone who passes away is not a good number. Clearly, that is true. But we can see during this time frame in which they've told us there's this big surge and, well, they've been talking about the hospitalization. They always change the narrative of what they're looking at. It's not high rates of death anymore. Um, Even though they say they, they put up that quarter of a million, they do. That's such verbiage to get you uh, in a negative frame of mind, unfortunately. But we've gotten better at getting over this. In fact, we were actually good in the beginning at getting over it. I talked about this when this started, that something didn't fit. And there's more of me out there who, right from the beginning, thought something was up and something wasn't quite on par. But people, yes, they are passing away. But here we are, we're looking at these numbers, and when we hear about how many people are dying, and we are never talking about how many people are living. So the 60 and over, even with that number, even with all of those deaths, when you look at the cases, the deaths, much, many more are surviving than we think. And that's why I, I made this podcast and a lot of the ones I'm going to make and have made so far. Is I just want to give people numbers, all the numbers, the negative being 9.6% of uh, elderly people have passed away, but 90.4% have not. That's positive. <coughs> Excuse me. And I am without my water this evening. And when you go into that age, yes, Zero to nine, there was two deaths. I don't know what the cause is or reason for them. I know the causes that what they say is COVID-19. I haven't looked into if there was underlying conditions or anything like that. But on a whole, we look at these numbers as the surges happened. So as the surges happened in states like Georgia, and places that want to shut down, we, ha- we see the positive cases to test rate has slightly gone down. We see the death rate to cases go down. We've seen the long-term care facility go up, which again is to be expected. That is absolutely normal in any situation with flus or anything like that. You would have more of the elderly, unfortunately, passing than you would the younger generation, even though that is going to happen. Younger people will pass away. It, it, it just happens. Even with the flu, some and pneumonia, it happens, and it's sad, and it's tragic, and it's unfortunate. Any other name you want to put on it, it's terrible, absolutely and clearly. But let us keep a positive mind. All of this is survival. In fact, 
Some have said it's a higher survival rate than many other things. It's just that many many more people are getting it because we've been tested for it. Except for me. And except for my wife. And except for a lot of people I know in my family who still do not ha- still does not have COVID-19. Or wait, okay. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. We may not know that we have COVID-19. Because that happens too. You hear everybody, oh, we could have had it. And nobody knew and you just got over it. Okay, so be it. So... I do not know anyone in my realm that has COVID-19. Now, I know people who have known someone. I mean, if you want to talk about the guy that I met at Cumberland Farms one day and had a conversation with them, I mean, I don't I guess if you want to consider that I personally know him, but I don't, then, yeah, I know him who has a wife that got the COVID-19. Other than that, I, in my circle, do not know anyone who has COVID-19 that I'm aware of. So I'm glad and I'm happy that I didn't have to make this podcast too long because I was able to get those numbers as quickly to you as possible. And so with that, I thank you for listening to this podcast. I thank you for taking your time, which is very valuable, and listening to the data that I've given you from your Department of Health, Georgia. Not from my Department of Health, but from yours. And on a side note, actually, the uh, the CDC, as usual, their numbers are much higher because their numbers on CDC seem to be always higher than the Department of Health in your own state. Yeah, that's not a little suspicious. Maybe a little transparency would be nice. Don't think we're going to get it. I think I was a little too close to the mic on that one. All right. Well... With that, I say God bless, be safe, be aware of your surroundings. Good night.